Okay, fine. Mich, Mishnah Peches Amud Beis. Get Meuseh. Meuseh means forced. Okay, a get Meuseh, the Israel, if it's done by a Jewish court, again, the assumption here is a court, even though it sounds like Jews, but we're going to use a simple assumption. Get Meuseh, the Israel, kosher. So if there's a forced get by a Jewish court, the get is kosher. Ubeovit kochavim pasal. Now, the basics, basics here is the fact that a get has to be given with the das of the ba. The husband has to give the get willingly. So therefore, if he gives it under duress, it's not a good get. If he's forced to give it by a bezdin, so then as Rashi says, me'use b'chazka, it's kosher. Be'ovit kochavim pasal. But the Mishnah continues, uve'ovit kochavim chovtin oso, the omrim lo asei mashi Yisrael omrim lecha. But it could be kosher if the Jew, if the non-Jew is beating up the Jew under the instruction of the Jewish court. In other words, the simple understanding is that the once the Jewish court wants to force the get to be given, the judges don't have to do the forcing. The judges don't have to apply the physical pressure. They can hire people to do it, and they can even hire non-Jews as long as the non-Jew is doing it under the jurisdiction of the Jewish court. Okay, now one of the things you would have to ask right away is this get halachically dictated or the court just decides to do it? And I hope everybody understands that no, it has to be where the halacha says the husband is supposed to divorce the wife. The court issues an edict, you have to divorce your wife. The husband refuses. So the court is allowed to apply pressure. And you have here the famous line, all right, of Kofin Oso. That the court can force him to give the get till he says he wants, because there's a problem. At the end of the day, if the get is given under duress, it is puzzle. So the court can't just say, give the get or we're going to break your legs. The guy says, look, I'm not going to, I don't want to give the get, but I don't want you to break my legs. So I will give the get. That's not good. That get is no good. The get has to be given where the husband makes the statement, I want to give the get. And of course, we have the famous Rambam about the same thing has to do with Korban. The Korban has to be given. So we've, I think we talked about this more a couple of times. So the husband says, I don't want to give the get. So the Beisdin or the, right, the, 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 uh, the enforcers of the Beisdin hit him with a baseball bat. Do you want to give the get now? I don't want to give the get. Smash him again. You want to give the get? No, I don't want to give the get, but I want you to stop hitting me. Well, smash him again. You want to give the get? I don't. Okay, now I want to give the get. Does he really want to give the get? He doesn't want you to hit him. So the famous Rambam that says that every Jew wants to do what's right. And it's his Yetzir Hara that's preventing him from doing it. So when we hit him and he says, I want, he really wants. We just needed to apply pressure to get rid of the Yetzir Hara. That's why it has to be done only Alpidin. Right, if you hire a couple of thugs, the woman wants out from the marriage and she hires a couple of thugs to beat the guy up. Even if the thugs beat him up until he says, ani, if it's not being done by a Jewish Beisdin al Pihalacha, then we assume it's doing it under duress and it's not a good get. What about, and here's where you've got to realize, when it says, akum pasol, so are the, is the not Jewish Beisdin forcing him to give the get that he's halachically required to give or not? Well, if he's not halachically required to give the get, then even a Jewish court that forces him, it's no good. 
So we have to be talking about a non-Jewish court that is enforcing a get that is halakhically required, but they're not doing it under the jurisdiction of the Jewish court. This is going to be very important as we unfold what, what the, the restrictions of a secular court. So again, you have to understand that the scenario here, Ubi Ovid Kochovim Pussel, means that the non-Jewish court is forcing him to give a get that's halakhically mandated. Because if it's not halakhically mandated, even a Jewish court is no good. Everybody following that logic. And then, and then so when it says, then it's okay, because all the non-Jewish court is doing is enforcing the Jewish court's edict. Okay. Amr of Nachman. Now that's what's going to come out in the Gemara, what we just said. Amr of Nachman, Amr Shmuel, get ha Israel kedin, says Rashi kedin, there are times where the, the husband is required to divorce his wife. All right, either when he, he, he the, the, where the, there are certain things going wrong and he has to divorce her and give exuba, or when she's usher to him, she committed adultery, let's say, and he doesn't want to divorce her, but she's not allowed, they're not allowed to live together. So then the court forces him to divorce her. So if it's kedin, then it's kosher. Shalokidin puzzle. Puzzle meaning very important because we're going to see that it's a little tricky here. What is puzzle? What, what happens when a get that is not good is given? Puzzle lahatira linose. Upose. Says Rashi, what's the difference between puzzle and pose? So puzzle means the get is no good and she's not allowed to marry another person. But posel means posel min hakahuna. But she's also not, so if the get is possible, she's 100% married to the guy. And therefore, if she commits adultery, she gets executed, she's 100% married. And if another man comes and gives her condition, it's no good. But posel means, but we're not going to let her marry a Kohen, even if the husband now drops dead. Because if the husband drops dead, basically the woman turned into an almana. She turned into a widow. So he wasn't divorced, the husband dies, now she's a widow. So posel means that since he gave her a get, that is not a hundred percent. It's puzzle, but it's puzzle. It's 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 not bad enough to say nothing happened. In other words, if he gives her a blank piece of paper and says "hareze gite hareze muta," this is your get. She opens it up and it's a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper. Nothing happened. If he dies the next day, she's allowed to marry a Cohen. But when he gives her a get that is puzzle, because he gave her a get. Even though it's puzzle, there's something called reach haget, and we're not going to let her marry a Kohen if he becomes if she becomes an Alman. So here it is. Again, get Musabi Israel Kedin. If the get was done Kedin, Kosher, it's hundred percent get. She's she's hundred percent divorcee. And she can go marry anybody she wants. But Shalokidin, if they forced him to give a get, Shalokidin, it's puzzle. The get is puzzle, she can't marry anybody else. But posel, but the get has what's called reach get, and now she can't marry a Kohen even if she becomes an Alman. <clears throat> what happens if a non-Jewish court forces the get? So kidin, if the non-Jewish court is forcing the husband to give the get, and Alpidin he has to give a get. Let's say the 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 the, the woman commit the mother, the wife committed adultery, they're not allowed to live together, and the non-Jewish court forces the husband to give the get. 
So the get is puzzle because it was forced by a non-Jewish court, but it is post-sale. However, that get that was forced by a non-Jewish court, even though it is not a good get, she's not allowed to marry a Kohen afterwards. Shalokadin, what happens if the non-Jewish court forced the get? Shalokadin. So, right, the wife just wanted out of the marriage, so she went and hired, and she went to a secular court, and the secular court applied sanctions till the guy was willing to give her a get, but it was a non-Jewish court, and there was no halachic reason why he had to divorce her. So then the get is puzzle, right? Shalokadin afilurech, again, einba, meaning nothing happened. Nothing happened. Okay? So, again, so we have three levels. The Jewish court gives kedin, it's 100% a get. The Jewish court forces Shiloh Kedin. The get is puzzled, but she can't marry a Kohen afterwards. And a non-Jewish court, if they force the get Kedin, it's not a good get because it was a non-Jewish court, but there's Reach get. And if they forced Shiloh Kedin, then nothing happened. Okay, everybody following the steps. So says the Gemara, wait a minute. Is that three levels or four? I'm sorry, it's really four levels. I mean, it does, there, yeah, there are two levels in a Jewish court. Kedin and Shalom Kedin. And there are two levels in the non-Jewish court, Kedin and Kedin. The reason I said three is because the Jewish court, Shalom Kedin, is equal to the Goyish court, Kedin. Okay. That's why I called it three, but you're right. It's four. There are four different permutations, but there are only three different results. There are three possible results. The get is good 100%. The get is no good, but there's Reach again and she can't marry a Kohen. Or the get is nothing. The three levels, but you're right. The the middle level can be is overlapped by two separate scenarios. Okay. Uh, can I ask a question, please? Go ahead. Um, this case of the Ovid Kochavim court kedim, the, the way the Gemara brings it, doesn't seem to sit with what the Mishnah said, because the Mishnah said uh, that you you know. Um, Wait, no. So, oh, no, no, no. I thought you were going to ask the right question and you asked the wrong question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, was, I, I was waiting for it because I, I anticipated the right question when I was explaining the Mishnah. But the, the third scenario in the Mishnah is when the Jewish court wants to force it, but they're using non-Jewish enforcers. So that's not that's not the case of um... that's not the case of Ove Kochavim, correct? That's the middle case of the mission. Uh-huh. Okay, but but I thought you were going to ask me a different. I'll tell you the different question. Oh, what's, what's the case of a, of of a, of a Goyish court forcing a Jewish couple to divorce? Kedin, meaning that the Jewish couple. Um, yeah, that the the, the, the man is not allowed to live with the woman. The man is not allowed to live with the woman. Okay, the man is not allowed to live with the woman. And he doesn't want to divorce her. And the Jewish court doesn't have the power to do anything. You can imagine such a thing. Okay? And the secular court does. The woman the, the, the woman wants out of the marriage. The husband doesn't want a divorce her. That's why she committed adultery. He, she wants out. Okay? And the husband doesn't want to divorce her. But Alpidin, he has to divorce her. So she goes to secular court, and the secular court forces the husband to divorce her. Alpidin, Alpidin Torah, they have to get divorced. Exactly. But that forcing was done by a non-Jewish court. The Basin is not able to enforce it. So For whatever reason she didn't want she didn't go to base. Whatever reason she didn't go to base. Okay? But wait, hold hold your questions. So the Lord's gonna unpack this. Kadin doesn't mean that the 
Kadin doesn't mean that the Ovde Kochovim issued the get Kadin. It means if they'd gone to Jewish court, the grounds were there where it would have been Kadin. But so they did not Jewish court forced the husband Yaakov, you're breaking up a lot, but the non-Jewish court forced the husband to give a kosher get, which he was halakhically required to give. Okay, so says the Gemara, Memonashach, that's the next line in the Gemara. Wait a minute, Memonashach, what's going on here? Memonashach, I ove kochavim b'nei asuye ninhu it kashure nami lit kasher. Meaning, if the non-Jew is capable and allowed to you be the one, the, the, the enforcer, so then the get should be 100% kosher. And ilab b'nei asui ninu, meaning if they're not qualified, they're not in the parsha of forcing a get, mifsalo pasil. So then nothing happened. Nothing happened. Tez Rashi, look at Rashi. Monavshach de'amarta be'ovet kochavim bedin pasil uposel. Wait, wait a minute. Is the non-Jewish court empowered or not empowered? E says Rashi, E obey kochavim b'nei asui, didin Torah ninu lachu fes Yisrael bedin, that the Torah allows a non-Jewish court to force a Jew to give a get kedin, so then it should be 100% good. And if they're not empowered, al pidin, to give the get, so then it should be nothing. What is this middle ground? What is this idea that the get is puzzle, but it's posel? It's either got to be 100% good or zero. I understand in a Jewish court, we could talk about reach get, okay? Because the court is empowered. They gave a puzzle get, but since it was a puzzle get, we're going to create reach get. But what's this idea of a reach get in a non-Jewish court? In a non-Jewish court, either they're empowered or they're not empowered. That's the Gemara's problem, Okay. So Amar Rav Dvar Torah get meuse beovet kochavim kasha. Really, if the get is forced by a non-Jewish court, as long as it was alpi din, meaning the the Torah required a get in that case, so then the get is a hundred percent kosher. So all that needs explanation now is so why do we say it's puzzle? We now understand clearly why it's posel. She certainly can't marry a Cohen after such a get. Because in fact, it gets 100% kosher. So why did we say the get is puzzle? Umatam amru puzzle? Shalote kol achas va'achas holeches v'tola atzmo ba'obe kochavim? Umaftas atzma miyad baila. Says Rash. I'm sorry, there's no Rashi. It's exera, meaning we don't want women to go and get their implementation of the get that they're entitled to. We don't want it to be done by non-Jewish courts because that opens the door for women to go to non-Jewish courts to get them to give a get shalokadin. So it's a xera, meaning the get technically would have been good if it was done al-pidin, but we're making a gezera to prevent women from ever going to secular, to non-Jewish courts because a non-Jewish court, a woman might be able to figure out to figure out a way to get the husband to divorce her through a non-Jewish court. I mean, you, you, if we want to talk, it's very the Gemara is anticipating things that happen could happen today all the time. A woman wants a get from her husband. She knows the base is not going to give her a get, so she goes to a secular court to get the secular court to give a get. We don't want her to do that. So therefore, we say that even if the get is al din, we're not going to let the get be good, and therefore she has nothing to gain by getting the secular court. To, to, to force the husband to, get, to issue a get. 
Okay, so again, at this point in the Gemara, we have decided that a non-Jewish court, a secular court, that forces a Jew to give a get al-pidin, the get is 100% kosher, and, there, and it's only a rabbinic, a rabbinic uh, prohibition that made the get puzzle. That's why it's posel, because it's, it's certainly, it's actually a good get. Okay, and again, we're going to create a lot of problems, because if this happened, and then the woman would accept kedushin from, some, from another man, you realize that technically she's divorced, according, according to Rabbi Mishash. Okay. What if her husband, what, what if the husband dies? Can she marry a kind? In this case, for sure not. That's why it's postal. That's what it means. It's postal. In other words, really, the get is 100% get, but we're making it not a good get. But if it's 100% get, she can never marry a Cohen because it was a good get. All right, we're just requiring her to get another get, but technically she's a divorcee, which is where the problem would arise if somebody else came and gave her marriage. Okay. All right. But don't get this Rafi here. This Rafi here, Toli Asma, but Ovid Kokavi makes it sound like it's even worse. It's not just that she might go to court. She might just hire some thug down the street to, to force yeah. her husband to give her a get. It well, doesn't that, even have to be a court. It would just be a guy. Well, no, no, no. Tola, okay, I don't know. Tola Asma, but Ovid Kokavim. So, you're right. Yes, yeah, so, I'm sorry. So, Karen Ovid Kokavim, Anas Lachuv, Bailo Ligarshu, Bala Vakifin. Again, but it means she will try to do it through the legal system. Anyway, we say if a guy is involved, no good. Again, it's a rabbinic, it's a rabbinic law. But wait, we're not finished. We're not finished. Okay. Um, yeah. So, in other words, really what you're saying is that the only that there's a rabbinic decree to not allow her to do it. But if the non-Jew does it shalokidin, it should be nothing. It should be nothing. When he does it, Shiloh Kedin. I understand, really, what we're saying is with the non-Jew, there could only be two possibilities. Either it's Kedin or it's Shiloh Kedin. If it's Kedin, we legislated that it not be good. But so certainly, if it's Shiloh Kedin, there's nothing to talk about. We shouldn't make a reaction against it. Should be, it should be nothing, nothing, nothing. V'nehevi Shiloh Kedin ki Yisrael. nami, I'm sorry. I'hachi Shiloh Kedin afilu I'm sorry, I got it backwards. Ihachi, no, no, sorry, I got it backwards. Because of the girsa, sorry, the girsa. You got to see the back. If the reason why you're saying, if you're saying that basically when the non-Jew forces, I'm going to erase what I just said a minute ago, start from scratch. If you're telling me that when the non-Jew forces the get, halakhically it's a good get, so then when the non-Jew forced the chilokadin, then why is it a filurech get but why did you say it's nothing? It should equal a Jewish court giving it in other words, really what we're saying is that what's the, basically what we just said is, what's the difference between a Jewish court forcing a get kedin and a non-Jewish court forcing a get kedin? What's the difference? Everybody again, follow this. According to what Rabbi Shashi just said, Dvar Torah, What's the difference between a Jewish court forcing a get kedin and a non-Jewish court forcing a get kedin? None. No difference. That no difference. Okay. So good. So we have to take the, we have to avoid the problem of the non of the woman going to a non-Jewish court. So we made the we made the get forced by a non-Jewish court. We made it no good, but it's still a posa. So what we should have said then is what happens when the non-Jew does it shalom kedin. The non, what we really said is technically there's the same din 
between a Jewish court kedin and a non-Jewish court kedin. So there should be the same din shalom kedin. That just like when the non-Jew when the Jewish court gives it shalom kedin, we say, okay, not a good get. But if it would have been kedin, it would have been a good get. So since it's shalom kedin, we're going to make it reach get. We should have said exactly the same thing by a non-Jewish court. They did it kedin, it's a good get. They did it shalom kedin, there's reach get. That's the Gemara's kasha. Again, let's see that inside. Really, it's good meaning. What that really said is that Bidvar Torah, the non-Jewish court forcing a get Alpidin, is the same as a Jewish court forcing Alpidin. Elo what? Matam but it's certainly going to be a posel. So says the Gemara Ihachi. Then Shalokadin, Why did you say that when it's Shalokadin, the non Jewish get has not even Reach again? It's zero. It should be Neheve. Got it. Where's the Bach? Neheve. Lost my Bach. No. Neheve shalokedin kisra. Neheve kishalokedin kisrael umitzel nami litzel. So why then are you making the non-Jewish get nothing? The non-Jewish get and the Jewish get basically are, have exactly the same status. Alpidin good, low alpidin no good. Well, if a not if a Jewish be, get alpidin, I'm sorry, if a Jewish get low alpidin is no good, but it but it has reach get the non-Jewish get. Alpid Shalokadin should also be puzzle, but have Reach again. Says the Gemara, that's such a that's a, such a bomb kasha. El Hadar of Mesharsha Bidusahi. Rab Mesharsha is wrong. We're rejecting Rab Mesharsha. Okay, so if we rejected Rab Mesharsha, then we're back to where we started. Remember where we started. We started with Manavshach. Go back to up to the original Kasha. We're not accepting Rav Mashash's tarot, so we need to answer that question. Right? So what's the answer going to be? Ella. I mean, the reason why we say reach haget in the lokedin of a Yisrael is because people might mix up the Jewish court doing a, de- a get kedin and a Jewish court doing a get shalokedin. So therefore, we're going to say that when they do a shalokedin, we're going to impute to it at least a level of reach haget. Okay? It's not a good get, but there's reach haget. But kedin bechedin, I'm sorry, but wait, I lost my place here. Kedin bechedin di Yisrael michlaf. Shelo kedin bechedin Yisrael. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. I'm sorry, wrong. Kedin bechedin di Yisrael. When the non-Jew does it, kedin. So then, there, let's see Rashi. I was, you know what, I should, have, I should have read the Rashi right away. Um, where are we here? Kedin. No, well, sir, meaning the when the non-Jew gives a get, we're rejecting Rabbi Sharshay, the non-Jew gives a get, nothing happened. 
So then why are we giving it reah haget? So that again, realize what the problem is. So the non-Jew forced to get kedin. What did we say? It's puzzle, but reah haget. Okay, remember, we have, the three, we have the three outcomes in the four cases. The three outcomes are 100% good get. That's only when a Jew gives it kedin. The, out, the outcome of zero, zero is when the non-Jew gives it shalom kedin. There was that middle ground of the Jew giving it shalokadin and the non-Jew giving it kedin. And we said in both cases, it's puzzle, but reach haget. And our problem was, wait a minute, is the non-Jew, okay, is the non-Jews get valid or invalid? If it's invalid, it should be nothing. That was our problem. So it says like this, kedin de kochavim, when the non-Jew gives the get, al pidin ovde kochavim, I'm sorry, kedin de ovde kochavim, so ovde kochavim she'isuhu lahotzi, where the goy forced the Jew to give a get, ubedin Torah, and it was al pidin, af al gav delav gitahu. And so again, what did we decide? It's nothing. Why is it nothing? When the non-Jew forced the, the Jew to give a get, even though it's al pidin, why is it nothing? They're not b'nei asui. They're not b'nei asui. Here. The non-Jew forces, that's not called forcing. That's not called rutso. That's not rutso. Okay. Or to put it in the terms that, that I think is going to happen in a few lines, it doesn't matter that the result... The, when a non-Jew... You just got you just got muted, Yaakov. But when a non-Jew forces a get, you can't say it's berotso. Yaakov, you're, you're muted. It's okay. A non-Jew forces... You're still muted. Yaakov, you're still muted. If a non-Jew forces a get, it's not called rutzel. So therefore, it's no good. But why did I give it reach a get? Says Rashi. Really? We made a rabbinic reach a get. That at the end of the day, the non-Jewish court did it, kedin. So it's very easy to make a mistake and, 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 and connect or compare kedin with a Jewish court and kedin with a non-Jewish court. So even though the kedin of a non-Jewish court is nothing, if we make it nothing, so people may say, oh, forced gets are no good. The Yisrael kedin lo pasil. Okay, that when... The non-Jew forced, she's allowed to marry a Kohen. So Oh, you didn't when, when it was forced, it doesn't, it doesn't, she's allowed to marry a Kohen. Well, we don't want her to marry a Kohen when it's forced because it's a good get in a Jew. Again, so we're worried that if we show that. A non-Jewish forced get kedin. After that, the woman's allowed to marry a Kohen. What we'll say is, oh, so when the Jew, we're going to say that when a Jewish court forced a get, the get's 100% good, but the woman's allowed to marry a Kohen. You know why she's allowed to marry a Kohen? Because the get was forced. Somehow or other, we're going to say, oh, a forced get doesn't have the same impact as an unforced get. The forced get by a Jewish court allows her to get married. But it even allows them to get married to a Kohen <clears throat> because it was forced. That's the worry that the result could be if we allow a forced get kedin by a non-Jewish court, 
to let her marry a Kohen. So we've legislated that a that a get that is forced kedin in a, by a non-Jewish court is going to be have going to have reich get. What about when the non-Jew did it shalokedin? But shalokedin, the obi kochavim. So the non-Jewish court did it shalokedin. Bechedin di Yisrael lo michlof. We're certainly never going to compare a get that was given forced by a non-Jewish court shalokedin with a get forced kedin. Ay, the amrit. Okay, well, wait. I'm sure everybody's thinking about the next line, but wait a minute. But i amrit michlaf b'shalokedin di Yisrael. Biati lemeim b'shalokedin di Yisrael nami lo pasil. So now here it gets tricky. So until here, everybody got it. We're wor- let's get clear what we're worried about. We are worried that if we allow a non-Jewish get given kedin, is it a good get or not a good get? A non-Jewish court giving a get kedin, good or no good? Good. Medrasim. You're Mesharshim. No, that was Mesharshim. That was Mesharshim. Now, now you just became Bedusa. A non-Jewish get, a non-Jewish court forcing a get kedin, good or no good? No good. No good. And therefore, what should be allowed is she can marry a Kohen. Said the Gemara, we're worried that if you let her marry a Kohen when the get was given by force, we're going to say, oh, a get by force? You're allowed to marry a Kohen after a get by force. And then the Jewish court did a get by force. It's a good get. But since it was done by force, you're allowed to marry a Kohen. So therefore, to prevent that problem, we legislate that the, that, that get, when it was done, kiddin, we're not going we're, we're, we're to say you can't marry a Kohen. What about when the get was done shalokadin? Well, we said that when the get was done shalokadin, nothing. Right. Says Rashi, wait a minute. If when the get, when, what's the din when a Jewish get was done shalokadin? For shalokadin. What's the din? Well, you guys got to keep the cheshbon here. Maybe it still has reach a get, even though it's, it's not a, a good Jewish, thing. A, a, a Jewish court forced a get shalokadin. What's the din? What's the outcome? It should be nothing. Well, it's not 100% nothing, because what do we say, Ephraim? You've got it right. So when a Jewish court does it, there's Reach Haget. Okay? So why don't we worry that if a non-Jewish court does it, Shalokadin, and you're going to say, nothing happened, and there's no Reach Haget, so maybe... When people will then make the mistake and say, oh, so when a Jewish court does it, Shalokadin, there's also no Reach Haget. That's the next question. Everybody following that? Again, we, we decided that we're making Xera. We're worried that people will look at what we did with a Jew, non-Jewish court and extrapolate that to what happens with the Jewish court. So if we allow the, Jewish, the non-Jewish court to say nothing happened when it's Kedin, we may make a mistake and say Kedin in a Jewish court is also, you can marry a Kohen. Something happened, but you can marry a Kohen. So we legislated that you can't marry a Kohen after a non-Jewish get Kedin. Says Rashi, well, why don't you also worry that when the non-Jewish get was Shalok Kedin, we're saying she can marry a Kohen. But a Jewish get Shalok Kedin, you can't marry a Kohen. Well, why aren't we worried that they're going to make this, the mistake that mistake? Says Rashi, famous halachic structure, v'i amrit, v'i amrit, I'm sorry, 
People aren't going to make a mistake and say that the get kedin of an akum is we're going to do the same thing in a kedin di Yisrael. Not lo michlaf. No one's going to think that, oh, when the, when the akum gave a get kedin and it's no good, so therefore when a Jew gives a, a Jewish court gives a get kedin, it's no good. I mean, no one's going to say that. All right? I, the kedin di Yisrael. But what about making a mistake from a low kedin de akum to a low kedin de Israel? The amrin leel de pasil, and you said that when a non when a Jewish court gives a shelo kedin, it's pasil, and yet we're saying when a non Jewish court gives a shelo kedin, nothing happened. Why aren't we worried that people will say that a non Jewish court? gave it Shalokadin, nothing happened. So maybe when a Jewish court gave it Shalokadin, nothing happened, and it's not even Reach Aget. We want to protect that Gezerah. Remember, Reach Aget is a Gezerah. We want to protect the Gezerah of Reach Aget. On that, we have the famous answer. He gufa Gezerah. The idea that there's Reach Aget in a Jewish court Shalokadin, that's a Gezerah. Technically, it's not. It's nothing. But we made a gzera reach again. The atu kedin, right? So he gufa gzera he atu kedin. So we made a shalok kedin reach again because we're worried about people making a mistake on the get kedin. The gzera li gzera lo gazrinan. So then it would already be a gzera on the non-Jewish shalok kedin on the Jewish shalok kedin, but the Jewish shalok kedin itself is a gzera. That would be called a gzera li gzera. Okay, so therefore, now that all the dust has settled, all the dust has settled. So when the Jewish court gives it force, it's 100% again. When the non-Jewish court gives it shalokadin, it's zero. When the non-Jewish court gives it kedin, we give it reahaget so that nobody would think that a, that, a, that a get given kedin, you're allowed to marry a Kohen afterwards. That's where we are right now. Okay? I hope it's all clear. But again, the important what our one takeaway is that when a non-Jewish court forces a get even kedin, what is it? Halakhically, it's nothing. That's where we are right now. Even though they're doing it kedin. Abaye, next are to the Abaye, Ashkach, Ashkache, Yosef, Agiti. He saw that Rav Yosef is forcing a get. He's forcing a get. Says Rashi, giti, He's obviously doing it kedin, but he's forcing. We are not smuchim. We don't have smicha like in Eretz Yisrael. Remember, this is happening in Bavel. We, we lack smicha, so we are not called mumchim. We're called hedyotos. Vitanya, and we have a brisa. Omer, Let's stop here before we get the proof text. Says Rashi, Hediotos ana, sheein mumchim, elos mumchim, elokim, dayonim. 
So we lack the authority of smuchim to give the get. And we have Rabbi Tarfon saying that whenever you find agurios, says Rashi, asifos of non-Jews, meaning a non-Jewish court, even though they're judging but they're non-Jewish court, you're not allowed to go to them. So there's two drushos. were the Shivim Zikanim, who were called Musmachim from Moshe Rabbeinu. And, the, and we're making a drasha that you're not allowed to put the judgments that require smuchim. You're not allowed to put them in front of a non-Jewish court. And you're not allowed to put them in front of a non-smicha Jewish court. And you, we are not, we're a non-smicha Jewish court. Says Rashi. I'm sorry, right? Lifnehem koi ashivim zekenim sha'oluimolahar Kodem Matan Torah, Kirchsi, Vel Moshe Omar, Ale Roshahar. The Afal Pishin, Nichteva Parsha Zula Achar, Matan Torah, Kodem Matan Torah, Nemra, the Nivnam is Bech, Vehelo Allah. Again, Rashi is going to show you that this is talking about the Zikanim that went up with Moshe. So we're having a Pasuk now. Ela Mishpatim Asher Tasim Lifneem prohibits even Alpidin, a non Jewish court, to issue a verdict, and non Smuchim to issue a verdict. And that's why Abai is saying to Rabbi Yosef, we're not smuchim. How are we doing something? Even though it's alpidin, we shouldn't be allowed to do it. So the Rav Yosef's answer was, We are the shluchim of B'nai Yisrael, of Eretz Yisrael, meaning in Eretz Yisrael, they're allowed to do it. Well, guess what? They appointed us as their shluchim to do because they're too far too far away. Says Rashi. Shlichusayu dibnei Eretz Yisrael koavdinon. Heim nosnulon arishus. Midi dahavi adinei momenus dalvos davdinon shlichusayu. Kien arminu b'Sanhedrin. Again, this is already a Gemara in Sanhedrin, but the fact that basic monetary laws can be adjudicated by hediotos. You don't need mumchim, you don't need smuchim, but, but hodos and alvos meaning Basic monetary adjudication, right? Borrowed money, I, uh, uh, okay? Uh, he admitted something, okay? So that can be done even without smuchim as representatives of Eretz Yisrael. So says the Gemara, if we're, if we're representatives of Eretz Yisrael, so in that case, so we should also be able to enforce fines and other things that we say you're not allowed to do outside of Eretz Yisrael. And again, this is a Sanhedrin sugya, which we don't want to go into. We'll just read the Gemara. Ki avdin and shlichusayu b'milsa d'shichicha. B'milsa d'lo shichicha. B'milsa d'lo shichicha lo avdin and shlichusayu. Says Rashi. Ihachi gzelus v'chabolus nami le'avdi shlichusayu. Why can't we also adjudicate theft and damage, damages? Anan amrinam v'shmaita kamaisa d'sanhedrin d'bini gimel mumchin. The answer is milsa deshicha halva v'chein get things that are commonplace. They appointed us as their shluchim. We're not appointed as their shluchim to do things that are not usual. Yeah, you know, we're not going to go into the gzolos and chabolos. The point is that 
even though we're not, they're not mumchim outside of Eretz soil, the Elam Mishpatim, which excludes them, is circumvented by the fact that they can be appointed by B'nai Eretz, the Basin of Eretz Yisrael to do it. So what comes out of this, though, and this is where we're going to now see the Ramban and Rashi on these psukim, Elam Mishpatim Asher Tassim Lifneihem is the source where even though Afal Pisha Dineim Kedine Yisrael, Okay. All right. So this is where we are. This is our. This is it. This is the only place in the Gemara where we have that explicitly. The limitation of having a non-Jewish court adjudicate even Alpidin, even Alpidin. That's very clear what it says. Okay, and now we need to know the reason. It's not clear at all what the reason is. We're fin- everybody okay with the Gemara and Rashi? We can ready to go to the Chumash and Rashi and Ramban. Okay? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, for next time, by the way, Adre, you already, we have a one-line Bavakama Gemara with a big rush. So next time, please have a Bavakama. Okay, I'm not sure we're going to finish the Rashi and Ramban today. We may. But then you're going to have Gemara Bavakama and the Rambam. Okay, so let's open up Parshas Mishpatim. These are famous, I mean, it's famous Rashis. You know, when you when you do Parsha, you go through it very quickly. <clears throat> you don't realize the impact of it. And the, 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 there, there are details here that we're going to see that are quite astounding. And again, so we're going to see the Rashi and we're going to see the Ramban. So I hope everybody has a, a Mikros Gedolos. Okay. The truth is that we can also see other mafortune. We're, we're gonna we're gonna stick with the Rashi and the Ramah. Okay. So Ela Mishpatim, Chaf Aleph Aleph. Ela Mishpatim Asher Tasim Lifnehem says Rashi in the second Rashi. We'll leave the first Rashi. Asher Tasim Lifnehem. Omar Lo. I'm sorry. Third Rashi. Third Rashi. Lifnehem. Says Rashi, the third Rashi, Lifnehem, the low Lifne Ove Kochavim Umazolos. The Afiliadata Bedin Echot Shehem Dunin Oso Kedina Yisrael. You're still not allowed to, to take your case, your, your case to non Jews. Al Taviehu Beerkos Shelahem. Why not? Shahamevi Dine Yisrael Lifne Ove Kochavim Umazolos. Again, the language here is idol worshippers, which is already would have op- could might open the door a little bit, but it's we'll see that it doesn't. Michalel es Hashem, umiyaker es Hashem ha'elilim lehashbiso What you're doing is you are being michalel shem Hashem, and you are amplifying miyaker. You're making valuable the idol word, the idols. Shenemar kilo kitsurenu tsuram ve avenu flilim. Kisho evenu plilim zeu edus li ilu yir osa. So, according to Rashi, the problem is that we're taking it to courts that are of idol worship and we are giving credibility to the idol worshipers. Okay, that's so it sounds like when you have a court that is completely secular, nothing to do with idols. There may be room there, according to the Rashi. There may be some flexibility, says the Ramban.
So the Ramban is the second Ramban. Even though the first part is also very important, but we're going to see the second Ramban. Darshu lifnehem velo lifneknanim. That's our Gemara. You see, the, the, right? the, the, that's our Gemara, but they have, the Ramban has knanim, and we have Akko. Again, you, if you want to make a drush on a pasuk, there's got to be a better way to write the pasuk. It could have said, Because we're giving it to the Jews. What's lifnehem? Kamosha Omar. Some sham sam lo chaku mishpat. You gave it to them. So it should have said, just like it said, some lo, it should have said, tasim lahem, lo and lahem. What's lifnehem? The Omar lifnehem, shehem yihiyu hadayonim. Meaning we're not just giving laws, but we're saying who has to be the judges. Shial hashofet yovo haloshan hazeh. If it would have said lahem, we're talking to the Jewish people. But what are the laws that we're putting lifnehem? That's a judicial statement. That's a statement of the, of, the, of legislation. The omdu shnei hanoshim asher lahem hariv lifnei Hashem lifnei hakohanim v'ashovti. In other words, when you're talking about what you have to do, that's asher tosim lahem. We're telling you what to do. But the lifnei is who is in charge of adjudicating and poskening the law. Ad omdu lifnei ha'edem lemishpat. Lifnei, lifnei kol Again, he's, using, he's showing you that the word lifnei always is referring to what to information to what the what we're making the judges do, rather than just what the person has to know. The darshu od lifneihem the low lifnei hadiotos mipnei shekosav bemishpatim vehigishu adonav elho Elohim ado Elohim yavo dvarshneihem. The Kosuv Gamkain Venosan Biflilim Shehem Hadayonim Hamunchim Asmuchim Ad Moshe Rabbein. Now here's the meat. Bulakach Omar Bekan. Shamishpatim Aeli Yasu O Yasimu Osam Lifne Ha Elohim Sheyazkir, the Bazdin. Elohim here means Bazdin. The low Lifne Goyim, the low Lifne Mishaino Shofet Al Piha Torah. So here already you have a court that has its own legislation, not according to Torah law. It could be a very reasonable laws, but it's not according to Torah law. You know that there, in monetary matters, there are many things that the Torah has halachos that are not the same way that secular law has. So as far as Torah law is concerned, he's, he's not an expert. So what the Ramban has just said is, it's not just a non-Jew you're not allowed to adjudicate in front of. You're also not allowed to adjudicate in front of a Jew who doesn't follow, who isn't going to give a verdict based on Torah law. He's going to, he's not going to, he's going to do an honest judgment. He's not taking bribery and he's going to do something that's reasonable. It's not illogical. The verdict you're not allowed to force, says the Ramban, you're not allowed to force your litigant to go to a, non, to a person who's not going to judge according to halacha 
and, and force your litigant to have judgment in front of this person. That's the first thing. So you as the litigant are not allowed to force your defendant to go in front of a non, a person who's not going to pass al piyalacha. The Wow. So this makes it a problem for a judge to be a judge who's being forced to judge the law not based on Torah law. And he's going to have to give, issue a verdict that is contrary to Torah law. Now, you could say, wait a minute. So what we're doing is we're saying the non-Jew, who even if he does it Alpi Din Torah, and the Jew who does it not Alpi Din Torah, they're being grouped together. Well, why are they together? What's the common denominator between a Jew doing it not Alpi Din Torah and a non-Jew doing it Alpi Din Torah? It looks like there's two radically different reasons, two completely different things. There is Yeshefesh Benayim. There is a difference. She'im rotsu shnei balei dinim lovo lifnei ahed Yosheb Yisrael. If two Jews say, you know what? We're willing to submit our case for adjudication in front of a Jew who's not going to judge Alpid Din Torah. But the two of us agree that he could be what we call the arbitrator. So if he's a Jewish arbitrator, then he doesn't, even if he's not going to judge Alpid Din Torah, as long as both parties agree, it's okay, says the Rambah. Mutter. And once they accepted together, both of them agreed in advance that this arbitrator will make the decision, the decision is binding. Okay, arbitration agreement. What, what, uh, does, he, what does he base this on? Excuse me, like I, I don't see this in the fossil. This, this last piece here. Where, where does that come from? Okay, because you got it. You're asking a great question, but you got to know what's your default. In other words, what was your default? The Torah gave us uh, the Torah gave us uh, uh, monetary laws. Now, in monetary law, can a Jew forego? Is there such a thing called mechila in monetary law? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying, when you and I have a court case, we are both agreeing that whatever Ruvain decides we should do, we are willing to do it. So in monetary law, that could be binding. There's no reason not to do that. There's no reason not to do that. I mean, al din mechila, this whole thing comes. It, it's, a, it's again, it's it's an agreement. The point, the, the Kiddush of the Pasuk is that I can't force you to go to a Jew if the Jew isn't going to judge al din Torah. We can agree whatever we want. Because in monetary law, two people can agree on anything. So that opens the door for the default Okay, so why do we need to go to a Jew who's going to judge not Alpidin Torah? Let's go to a non-Jewish arbitrator. That's the next line. Avalifne Hagoyim Asurim Hang Lovo Lefan of Shiyodun Lahem Bidinehem La Olam Afilu Hayu Dinehem Kidinehu Baosol Hadin. In other words, there's another prohibition, and we're going to see why when we get to the Rambam and the, and the, and, and the Shulchan Aruch. Let's see, we're going to get to the Rambam today. So that, that there is a prohibition of submitting your adjudication to a non-Jew. This is the idea of secular court. The Jew we're talking about, it has to be a religious Jew, I assume, not a secular Jew. I'm not sure what, I don't understand what, the, is a secular Jew required to keep Shabbos? No, he's required to keep Shabbos, but if he's not keeping Shabbos, can the two people agree and, and say, okay, this Jew who does not keep Shabbos, Will will accept his decision just because he happens to have it a bris or something? But I'm not sure that I, did, I didn't understand. 
I'm sorry, then I did not understand your question. Rephrase your question for me, please. Okay. If, 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 when they talk about, when the Torah talk, when the Gemara talks about a Jewish uh, opportunity of a Jew, right? Even if it's they're not going by Jewish law. And we agree to that. The two parties two agree. agree. Two, two Jews agree that a third Jew should be the arbitrator, and they both agree right. to accept That's, this decision. Right. And it's the, not necessarily going to be Al Pidin Torah. Right. The, the Jew that we're talking about, that arbitrator, does yes. he have to be a practicing Torah practicing Jew, or could be a a a, a Jew who, as long as he's not a Mumar, as long as he's not a Mumar, why not? What's the problem? The problem, the restriction, the opposite. There was a default that I'm allowed to submit my arbitration to a non-Jew. If we agree, why can't we agree to submit the arbitration to a non-Jew? We agree. In monetary law, we can agree whatever we want. So it's a specific prohibition of submitting it to a non-Jew. We're going to see that basically, the Rashi alluded to it. You're going to see in the halach, it's achilol Hashem. It's achilol Hashem to say that the non-Jew, he has... His laws are as good as Torah law, that he can make a decision the way the Torah is, okay? It's, but again, you've got to realize that, so there's two chidushim here. There's a chidush that I can't force you even in front of a Jew if it's not Torah law, but the caveat is that we can agree for a Jew because we're not going to a non-Jew. We're not saying we need to go outside the fold of Judaism to get our case solved, but that's only if we agree. So there's two issues here. I can't force a Jew to go to a Jew who's not going to paskin al din Torah. And I can't litigate even with an arbitration arbitration for a non-Jew. We're going to see when we get to the halacha, there may be some exceptions on that. Okay, because of certain, if, if it's a reasonable court and it's something that doesn't, it, 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 there are laws that don't necessarily contradict law. But there are, there are many cases where uh, the, the classic example would be punitive damages. Halacha does not allow you to collect punitive damages. When you're damaged, halacha allows you to collect damages. There's no punitive damages. All right, there's no, um, uh, there's no law. You can't collect lawyer's fees because that's groma. That's groma, okay? So that, that's where it gets very tricky. Again, let's not get into the Shulchan Aruch before we get the principles down. All of this is going to be dealt with. The truth is there's not a lot in Shulchan Aruch. There's a little bit in Shulchan Aruch. And then from the Rishonim, there's going to be a lot of Shilas and, 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 and responsa that we're going to be seeing. Okay, so let's quickly now. I got a question inside the Ramban. Yes. Like he said, his, his, he's saying from the second Russia about the Lolipne Hedyoto means that even by DNA Mamanos, a Hedyoto court of Jews can't force the litigants to accept their, uh, their Psak Deen. If it's so not, if it's, if it's not Alpidinto. If oh, but the drasha just says hediotot. So like Rav Yosef was a hediot. Like in other words, like oh, what he, is the he, needed, say? Oh, he needed He needed to be empowered by the by Yisrael, by the Oh, and so the shlichut only applied to um, learned Jews. If in they're going right. to no, it only applies if they're going to do it. I'll be din Torah. Meaning, I can force you to go to a Beisdin who's going to Paskin Alpi Din Torah. I can't force you to go to another Jew who is not going to Paskin Alpi Din Torah. Which, again, in Israel, that, that, that's going to be a very big problem in, in the secular courts in Israel, that even though it's Jewish. Well, in this case, although with it, with it. Wait, we lost you. You're, again, Yaakov, you muted yourself. We lost you. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. I pushed the wrong button. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. So what do you want to say? Now you're muted again. Did you want yeah, to say I know I released my space bar for a second. Okay. Um, uh, so so the shlichus, the, the, I mean, the way the Ramban, Ramban learns it is that the shlichut that Rabbi that Reb Yosef had in Chutzlar, it's uh, the, the Anan that got the shlichut were the were the. I don't know. Learned the, Jews. The learned Jews in Bavel. The learned Jews in Bavel. They were hediotos, but they still had to hediot. Was by the way, hediot. Don't think hediot is nothing. They had to be at a certain level. Okay, they had to be at a certain level. So therefore, that gave authority. That gave authority to a chutzlard's basin. Okay, I, I think we're going to. Well, so we'll the Ramban is using hediot, not the way the Gemara used the term, but the way oh, that we oh, use the term. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're right. The Ramban is using it as a civilian. Yes, yes. But again, the truth is, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that he's, he's, he's different. It's got to be somebody who knows. You can't go to the plumber who doesn't know anything about anything and just say, well, what does your belly button tell you we should do? All right, the electrician who doesn't know any halacha. We're talking here about somebody who, 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 who has a certain sense of jurisprudence. I think, Yaakov, you understand also that when we have there, even in arbitration laws, in arbitration, there are certain requirements for an arbitrator before you can say he's a, he's a valid arbitrator. Okay. All right, we, we'll stop here. Listen, it's, it's already time. So, so Wednesday, two things. Wednesday will start at 6 Israel time, which is 11 a.m., and bring a Rambam, a, a Gemara Bavakama, Rambam, Gemara Bavakama, with a Rosh, and we'll probably also get to the tour, Choshen Mishpat Chaf Vav. Rambam, Hilcha Sanhedrin, it's a short Rambam, very short Rambam, but the, it's the important Rambam. And the Gemara Bavakama, with a, it's a, it's a half, a, it's not even a one line Gemara, it's a half a line. But then there's a rush on the half a line. And then Shulchanar, uh, Tur Shulchanar, Tur uh, Choshen Mishpat, Chav Vav, Simen Chav Vav. It's the first volume. Okay. So we'll see everybody on Wednesday. Wait,